0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe.
0: Hello, Raider Nation, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Raiders podcast, the podcast network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman, and Raider Nation, you've got to be feeling great the Raiders went into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs in their own backyard 40-32. The Raiders were 12-point underdogs, had lost two in a row. Derek Carr was 0-6 lifetime at Arrowhead. The Raiders had lost seven in a row at KC and 10-11 of 11 overall in this series. And despite everything I just said, they pull off the upset, break all those ugly streaks, and move to within a game of the Chiefs in the AFC West standings. Raiders quarterback Derek Carr said earlier in the week, it's not really a rivalry until we start winning some games. Well, notice served. serve. I know it's only one game, but such an unlikely win for the Raiders. Let's see if this game can once again make this one of the best rivalries in the NFL. I don't think I'm understating this, Raider Nation. That was John Gruden's biggest win in his two-plus years, since he came back to coach this team it reminds me of a Raiders win over Kansas City in the final game of the 1999 season that started the Raiders on a three-year playoff run that included a Super Bowl appearance I'll have more on that later in the podcast this was the Chiefs first loss since last November and I wonder how many people took the Chiefs in their suicide pool and how many people put money down on the Chiefs to win as well sure they're not very happy as the silver and black stun Kansas City and hand them their first loss of the season. The Raiders have a bye next week, but there's still plenty of games left to go in week five, including a Monday nighter and even a Tuesday nighter. And then week six begins. So if you want to check out all the lines on all the games, then head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. All right, before we hand out some excellent grades following the Raiders' win over the Chiefs, boy, I got to say, Raider Nation, it feels so good to say that. And we all know it hasn't happened too often lately. But let's hope it's a sign of things to come. It's been a few weeks since I've been able to hand out an Ackerman's A-list player of the game. And I wasn't really sure I was going to do it after this one. But I'm happy to do so. And it goes to Raiders quarterback Derek Carr it might have been his finest moment as a Raider. As I mentioned earlier, it was Carr who pointed out during the week it wasn't a rivalry until the Raiders started winning some games. I had Good Morning Football co-host Peter Schrager on my podcast to preview this one, and he wasn't even sure Carr was a top-half quarterback in the league. Carr came into the game without having thrown an interception, but I pointed out he lost three fumbles in the last two games. Well, Derek overcame an early turnover, and he put his money where his mouth is, and he shut everybody up to lead the Raiders to an upset win on the road over the Chiefs. Carr was masterful for most of the first half. Completed 11 of 13 passes for nearly 300 yards and three touchdowns. All three of those TD tosses came in the second quarter to three different receivers. In the second half, the Raiders' offense went from air it out to ground and pound, and Carr did an excellent job of running the offense and finished with nearly 350 passing yards. And for the first time in his career, he outdueled the face of the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. And let's not forget this. With the Raiders clinging to the lead, two minutes to go, Raiders face a fourth down with less than a yard to go from the Chiefs' 45-yard line. Raiders get the first down in its ballgame, but if they don't, Plenty of time for the Chiefs to try and tie it. Gruden calls a quarterback sneak, and Carr executes it flawlessly for the first down. Game over, Raiders win. Carr became the first Raider to throw for more than 300 yards at Arrowhead since Rich Gannon in 2002. That's a span of 18 years. That's unbelievable. Here's what Carr had to say following the Raiders' big win over the Chiefs.
1: It's the world champs, man, and what we were able to do today—so proud. Lose two in a row, be able to play the world champs, and you know, be able to score some points. And our defense getting the stops. Uh, I hope they give Gunther a lot of credit uh, for what you know—he had a tough week. I've had tough weeks around here too. It is what it is. It's part of the business. Um, but uh but yeah, I think I think again, we have to be able to win football games against these guys to make a rivalry. We hadn't done that in a long time, Levi, and. And I know everyone talks about the history and all that kind of stuff. George Atkinson talked about it to the team yesterday uh, in the team meeting. Um, But we have to make it a rivalry, and we have to win games like this to make it like that.
0: FYI, Raider Nation, that pick Carr threw was his first interception of the season and his first in 316 pass attempts. Carr also picked up his first win ever in KC. He had been 0-6 prior to today's win. For the season, Carr. 11 touchdown passes, just one interception. All right, time to hand out some grades, and let's start with that Raiders offense. As I touched on earlier, it was a game of two different styles for the Raiders. The first half, Carr aired it out, and the Raiders matched the Chiefs' high-scoring offense punch for punch. In the second half, the Raiders went to the ground and pound, and both worked to perfection. I was surprised the Raiders really opened up the offense the way they did in that first half. I thought going into the game, the Raiders were going to try and pound the football with Josh Jacobs and Devontae Booker, and hopefully chew up yards, chew up the clock, and keep that Chiefs offense on the sideline. Now, I want to go back to early second quarter of this game, and to me, this was a pivotal moment in the contest. Carr had just thrown his first interception of the season, and the Chiefs scored four plays later to take a 14-3 lead. Now, based on previous seasons, you had the feeling this could go south rather quickly on the Raiders. But two key plays happened on the next drive. First, the Raiders faced a third and one from their own 34-yard line. And CBS analyst Charles Davis said this is a really big play as the Chiefs have all the momentum. And the last thing, if you're the Raiders, is to go three and out. Well, running back Devontae Booker on second effort converted. Kept the drive alive. Three plays later... Carr hooked up with Nelson Aguilar on a 59-yard touchdown reception. At that point, I thought maybe this Raiders team isn't going to simply roll over. The Raiders offense would respond again and again in that first half. Trailing one more time by two scores, Carr led the offense on a five-play, 75-yard touchdown drive. Devontae Booker was once again big for the Raiders, coming up with a 43-yard run, the longest run of the year for the Raiders. And then Derek Carr zipped a touchdown pass to Darren Waller to pull the Raiders ever so closer. And that pass from Carr, it had some zip on it. And then a little later in the first half, I know Raider Nation had been waiting for this since the team selected Henry Ruggs III from Alabama with that first pick. Ruggs, who had missed the last two games, caught a touchdown pass from Carr to put the Raiders up three. And you know what? Let's hope there's a lot more of that because that's why the Raiders took him with their top pick. They wanted to get faster on the outside to stretch the field. And they also wanted to match Kansas City's speed. And today, it worked because the Raiders went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs and they came out on top. The game would eventually be tied at the half. But the result the Raiders showed was very impressive. In years past, this game would have been over at the half. But on Sunday, it was a much different story. Much, much different. The Chiefs hadn't given up more than 20 points in their first four games. And the Raiders hung 24 in the first half. The Raiders didn't punt in the first half. They scored on four of their five possessions. And they had five plays of 20 or more yards. The only blemish was Carr's interception. Then at halftime, Gruden made a great adjustment. He made the switch from Air Gruden to ground Chucky, and midway through the third quarter, the Raiders' O-line took over. And it was a big welcome back in terms of Trent Brown, who returned after missing the last three games. You know, in all reality, this was his first game of the season. Now, he did start the opener at Carolina, but he only played three snaps. As you know, he's been dealing with a bum calf since training camp. The Raiders went on a 13-play, 71-yard touchdown drive, eating up eight minutes clock, and they capped it off with a physical seven-yard touchdown run by Josh Jacobs. But after Daniel Carlson missed the extra point, you had to wonder if that was going to come back to haunt the Raiders. But the defense held, and the Raiders got the ball right back. The Silver and Black faced a third and 18, and in the past, Gruden would have gone conservative, running a wide receiver or perhaps a running back screen. Instead, Carr hit Hunter Renfro downfield. Yes, downfield for a gain of 42 yards. This was a much more aggressive Raiders offense than we have seen. The Raiders eventually settled for a field goal to go up nine. And they eventually stretched the lead to 16. And then my friends Bill and Sean decided to text me saying, Congrats on the win. And I said, No way. Too much time left in this one. And sure enough, It came down to the Raiders' final drive. They led by eight, 3.57 to play. Chiefs have two timeouts. All the Raiders need to do is get a couple of first downs, and it's over. But if the Chiefs can come up with a stop and get the ball back, who knows what can happen. Raiders convert one first down on good, hard running from Josh Jacobs. But then with two minutes to play, fourth down, less than a yard to go from the Chiefs' 45-yard line. Texted my friend Bill, and I said, go for it and run car on a quarterback sneak. That's exactly what the Raiders did. First down, ball game over. The Raiders' offense held the ball for the final three fifty-seven to put the game to bed. In the previous two games, the Raiders couldn't finish drives. Today, they did. They scored touchdowns and were able to convert short-yarded situations, and the result was a win. A big win. The Raiders had more first downs in Kansas City. They outgained them 490 to 413. The Raiders were 7 for 14 on third downs and 2 for 2 on fourth downs. And they easily won the time of possession, holding on to the football for more than 35 minutes. I give the Raiders offense an easy A in this one. Gruden talked about Carr bouncing back following the early interception.
1: We took a shot on a short yardage play, and um, I think the the coverage that they played, they did a great job, and um, I give Derek a lot of credit. He's been through a lot here as a Raider. Uh, This was certainly a big win for him, but uh, hopefully we got a lot more big wins uh, ahead of him. I just hope everybody in Las Vegas uh, that that is a Raider fan is excited about uh, the young players that we had out there today, and we sure look forward to having them in our stands, too.
0: Now to the defense. I know they gave up 32 points, and they had a few breakdowns in the secondary. But overall, I thought they played well. I know everyone wants to fire defensive coordinator Paul Gunther every week, and he's been taking so much heat as the rest of the defense has. But Gunther had a good game plan against the Chiefs, and the Raiders players executed it. The defense gave up 24 points in the first half. But one of those drives was set up by a car interception, and the Chiefs had a short field to work with. For most of the first half, the Raiders' defense front four made life uncomfortable for Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. They didn't let him sit in the pocket and get comfortable and pick the defense apart. Max Crosby, Cleland Farrell, and Arden Key had Mahomes feeling uncomfortable in that pocket. He had to scramble around. And he did make some pretty unbelievable throws. Throws that you just simply have to tip your hat to because most or nearly the rest of the NFL quarterbacks couldn't do it. I think a one in particular, I think it was a third and 15, and Mahomes makes this corkscrew throw to Kelsey for a 23-yard completion and a first down. I mean, just remarkable throws like that, but the Raiders did a good job of limiting those type of plays. Now, the Chiefs did have 310 yards of total offense in the first half, but Mahomes completed just over half of his passes. He was making some plays, but he wasn't in his full rhythm like we've seen him in the past. Now, I think you could make the case the Raiders' defense played its best football in the season in the second half. The Chiefs had five possessions. The results three punts, a turnover, and one touchdown allowed. The opening possession was a three and out. On the Chiefs' next possession, they ran four plays, gaining just 12 yards, and then punted. After the Raiders took a six point lead to begin the fourth quarter, the Chiefs faced a third and five. Mahomes was flushed from the pocket, and Max Crosby came up with a huge sack to force the Chiefs into another punt. That was the difference in the first half and the second half. In the first half, the Raiders were getting pressure but couldn't get to Mahomes. But they did in the second half. They finished off those plays. For the game, they sacked Mahomes three times. Max Crosby recently activated Chris Smith and Nevin Lawson each had one sack. The Raiders had just four sacks as a team coming into this one. So they nearly equaled their season total. On the next possession, with Kansas City trailing by nine, the Chiefs faced a fourth and seven from their own 28 with under six minutes to play. Well, they went for it, and the result was a Jeff Heath interception. His first as a Raider, and he nearly returned it for a pick six. The Raiders would score one play later to go up 16. Now, I think overall, the Chiefs' numbers were a little misleading. Mahomes did throw for 340 yards, but he completed 22 passes and 43 attempts. That's barely above 50%. I'll take that all day, any day, against Patrick Mahomes. In Mahomes' first four games against the Raiders, he threw for nearly 1,200 yards and 11 TDs and one pick. He did put up some big numbers today, but it wasn't the type of impact that we're used to. The Raiders gave up just 80 yards on the ground and limited rookie sensation Clyde edwards Elaire to 40 yards rushing. The Chiefs' longest run of the day, 10 yards by Tyreek Hill. And speaking of Hill, he's normally a Raiders killer, but he had just three receptions. Now, tight end Travis Kelsey did have eight catches for more than 100 yards, but I felt like in the second half, He was a non-factor. And keep in mind, Raider Nation, the Silver and Black did this without Damon Arnett, without Maurice Hurst, without Malik Collins, and they lost Carl Nassib during the game with a toe injury. That's a lot to overcome, but they found a way to get it done. Overall grade, I'll go with the B+. And here's what Coach Gruden had to say about his defense.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at the the number of scrambles that Mahomes had today, uh, the effort that we had to try to get him, I know we didn't do a great job of getting him on the ground, but uh, this is is, uh, as hard as it gets. You don't have many substitutes available. Uh, All we had was five or six guys left, and Mahomes is a great scrambler, and he made us pay several times today, but it was enough in the end. I'm really proud of our guys finishing the game and Chris Smith, Dayton Jones came up off the practice squad. It was their debut today, and thank God we had him.
0: Now to the special teams. The Raiders had just gone up 30-24 to 24 early in the fourth quarter. And following the touchdown, kicker Daniel Carlson missed the extra point. And I know everyone was thinking, is that going to come back and haunt the Raiders? Fortunately, it didn't. Carlson added a 43-yard field goal in the fourth quarter to put the Raiders up nine with just over six minutes to play. And he also kicked a 38-yarder in the first quarter to put the Raiders up early. How about punter A.J. Cole? He wasn't very busy today. He punted just twice, averaging 53 yards a punt, including one down inside the 10-yard line. Once again, penalties reared their ugly head for the Raiders as they began drives twice inside their 5-yard line because of penalties. Overall grade for the special teams? I'll go with the B. And finally, the coaching. And how about a round of applause for defensive coordinator Paul Gunther? As I talked about earlier, he's taken the brunt of criticism for some time. Much of it is well-deserved. But this week, he returned to the sidelines from the press box. And the final 30 minutes couldn't have been better. The Raiders won for the first time in eight trips to Arrowhead Stadium. Gruden put together a masterful game plan, keeping the Chiefs' defense off balance all day long. Earlier in the podcast, I talked about the final game of the 99 season. Gruden was finishing his second year, and the Raiders were 7-8 and eight, and simply playing for pride. The Chiefs needed to win at home to clinch the division and advance to the playoffs. There were some rumors that the Raiders didn't win. Gruden could be gone, and it didn't start well for the Silver and Black as they fell behind 17-0, and Arrowhead was rocking. While the Raiders would show some resolve, and they would eventually rally, but they trailed by three with 45 seconds left. I was working that game as a producer for CNN Sports, and I remember being down on the field, and it was so loud, I couldn't hear my reporter standing next to me. It was my first time to Arrowhead, and I just couldn't believe it. What an experience it was. But trailing by three, 45 seconds left in the game, Joe Nedney drilled a 38-yard game tying field goal. But the Chiefs weren't finished. Kansas City was able to get themselves into position for a game-winning 44-yard field goal, and I thought, here we go again. The Raiders are going to lose on the last play of the game. Well, kicker Pete Stoyanovich's 44-yarder was no good, and the game went to overtime. The Raiders won the toss, and Nedney eventually blasted a 33-yard field goal to give the Raiders a 41-38 overtime victory over the Chiefs. The loss cost the Chiefs not only the AFC West crown, but a trip to the playoffs altogether. The Raiders finish the season at 500. Maybe Sunday's win can give the Raiders confidence and help them propel them the rest of the season. The Raiders now enter a bye week, and after that, they'll host Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. At 3-2, and, and with a schedule that softens, the Raiders are far ahead of what was predicted when they were first surveying the 2020 schedule. All right, Raider Nation, that's going to do it for this edition of the Believe in Raiders podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dennis Ackerman. Thanks so much for listening. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.